For 100 years, the Green Bay Packers have been a benchmark for football excellence. Thousands of players have helped pave the way, and we're here to tell their stories. I'm Wayne Larrabee. This is the Packers Alumni Spotlight. The career of Ryan Grant is like a lot of NFL stories, a series of ups and downs, stops and starts. Grant's career almost came to an end before it really began, when he suffered a hand injury in a New York nightclub. I uh, get bumped in a club and put my hand down to brace myself, uh, which I guess happens sometimes, but I happen to go through glass and champagne glasses that Fortunately, which is ironic, it, they, it severed my artery, my tendon, and my nerve in my forearm, my ulnar nerve. And um, they said the way that it was severed was very clean, which you usually don't see with glass. Glass usually cuts something very jagged. And I was able to, you know, the specialist in New York, the Giants shipped me over to the hospital for special surgery, and they repaired it, reconstructive surgery. First thing, my first thought was, am I going to be able to use my hand? And then the doctor said, yeah. And then initially I was like, all right, am I going to ever be able to play football again? He said, yeah, you should be. It's going to be determined on how much you work. So literally had to start from scratch and teach my fingers how to move again one by one. Ryan, the Packers are really struggling in 2007 at training camp. They don't have a running game. Um, Ted Thompson acquires you from the New York Giants. What were your feelings? My thoughts were, I have no idea why this is happening. I just got a phone call from Jerry Reese in the morning saying I had made the team. Then he calls me back again saying, yeah, I'm exactly what they want, but in the same breath, it's bittersweet because I just got traded. And it, in that moment, it gave me a clear-cut understanding of how the business of the NFL works. And you're a commodity and you have a dollar and a price tag to you. So for me, once he said, listen, he said, you know, you're the type of person we want. He said, but what they were willing to give for you is more than what we have. And I got it. I was an undrafted free agent, and they offered a draft pick. More money right away. And he said, and, any, and then from the honest aspect of how it might play out, he said, you know, and realistically, just depth-wise, you'll get more of an opportunity initially there. He said, so it might work out for you even better being there. And that's what they told me. So I said, you know what, i got to be open to it. At the end of the day, with my injury and what I had, I just said I wanted an opportunity, and I knew that it didn't necessarily have to do with New York, and so I was willing to do whatever it took out here. So you'd come out to Green Bay, and Brett Favre's a quarterback. What was that like, playing with him? Uh, it was cool. I did really the only reference for Green Bay at that time for me was Brett Favre. I remember my uncle was on the phone with my family telling, yeah, we're in there, we're a giant. He made the squ squad, and I had to yell out, no, no, I just got traded. And I said... And he said, where to? And I said, Green Bay. And he's like, what? What's in Green Bay? <laughs> and I said, Brett Favre? I don't know. And really, you know, like for most people, that's their only reference, like Cheeseheads and Brett Favre. Yeah. And when I got here, uh, which was the next morning, it was just regular schedule. I knew that it was gonna basically going to be as soon as I got off the plane, get to the stadium, maybe sh shake hands with the coach. Uh, who at that point in time, like, I knew, knew his name, Mike McCarthy, but I didn't know him. And that was literally what we did. I got off the, <laughs> got off the plane, got driven over here. Shook hands with Mike and went right down to practice. It took a while, didn't it? It took a few weeks before they really started to understand how you could help this offense, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think we, uh, they kept telling me that every week they would bring me in a little more, of course, depending on how I played. And so 
first game, I think I maybe played like two snaps. I don't even know if I actually got in the first game against Philadelphia. The second game we played in New York, and I took a screen like 40 yards or 30-something yards, and that was a big play for them. And that showed them, like, okay, we got a little something here and we can do this. So every game they kind of put me in a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more based upon how things were going. And then, and our offense was, wasn't super, it was like we were, we were winning games. We were doing really well winning games, but we weren't able to get into a groove. Our rushing game wasn't really that strong. Just things weren't really clicking on all cylinders. And then, was it a Sunday night or a Monday night game, the Denver game? Can't it was a Monday night game Monday out night in Denver. Game. Yeah. And went overtime. They told me that game, I'm going to be all third down. I'll do the whole third down package. And so I told my family, okay, just watch for me on third down. I'll be, I'm doing all third down as of right now. And, um, of course, that's where uh, everything changed. Well, you, you were on the field then when Brett hit Greg Jennings with a touchdown pass in overtime that won it, right? It was. We knew it was going to happen. Because <laughs> we went into it like, let's win this game. Like, we, we were excited to just play more football because we knew we were going to win the game. You know what I mean? And when you, it's, it's interesting when you have those feelings, uh, when you kind of just know, let's just, you know, yeah, there's more time on the clock just for us to win, just for us to, to get a chance to play this game a little more. You know, it's funny, Ryan. I called that the blessed season because the Packers were only in Mike McCarthy's second year. They were still putting pieces together. Ted Thompson was, was now the GM. Um, uh, and, and things were, you know, go, going back and forth. But Ted was the guy who acquired you from New York, not not Ron Wolf, but Ted Thompson. And um, that season, you know, they come off like about an eight and eight season in McCarthy's first year, mm-hmm. and nobody really, nobody on the outside expected a whole lot from you yeah. guys. And that season kind of snowballed. Did you guys feel the snowball happening as that season went along? Absolutely. I think we started to. Uh you know, build rapport, guys started to come together, get a little more excited each win, and how we were winning, like, as, as the season went on, we started to win a little bit more convincingly and feel a little better about the way we were playing as a team on all cylinders. So, uh, of course, for me, like, stepping into the role that I did the second half of the season, it, uh, I got yeah. a lot of support from everybody, and I think it, you know, it did kind of spark some things, and uh, we were able to get some stuff done. And he did plenty. He set a Green Bay playoff record back in 07 with 201 rushing yards and three touchdowns, leading the Packers to a snowy victory over the Seattle Seahawks. But for Grant, the game was the worst of times and the best of times. His two fumbles early in the first quarter put Green Bay in a 14-0 hole. First person that actually came to me was Brett. And Brett sat down next to me and he said, hey, he said, uh, shake it off, man, shake it off. And uh, then he said, listen, if there's anybody who's screwed up in a game, and he didn't use that language, but he said, if there's anybody who's screwed up in a game, it's been me. He said, I've I've made way more mistakes. He said, shake it off, let's just keep rolling. He said, fortunately, it's really early in the game, so we have enough time to get back. He said, we just got to stay on it. Let's just get back in our groove and let's play our game. He said, you'll be fine, though. And that felt good from the head of the, you know, (laughs) from the head horse of of our squad and the leader basically telling me, like, we still got faith on you, still got faith in you, and we're we're willing to just kind of keep it going, stay in your your motive. It it definitely was reassuring. And then Kuhn and a couple other guys came to me and said, oh, let's, let's just get back on the groove. And it's funny because I never spoke to Mike during that game. Immediately after the game, 
Mike said, never wavered. He said, you were too much a part of our game plan because we did say we're going to run all over these guys. Of course, we didn't bank on the snow. We didn't bank on all yeah. that, but we did believe that we could run all over them. And I told them that even though I fumbled because there was one, I think it was like two out of three series that I fumbled. But on the, even on the second fumble, I gained like 11 yards. And I fumbled, but I was like, okay, it's not around me not gaining yardage. This is just a ball security. Like, just secure the ball, and you will be able to move, move against them. I thought when you started, came back in after that second fumble, you were running with a fury, I thought. Yeah, I was a little pissed. <laughs> <laughs> a little angry that I had um, put myself and put my team just in this position, you know. And um, it's, it's personal, but it's not personal, of course, just because there's a level of responsibility that as a player you have personally and to your teammates. And so you want to, we, we say football is 11 guys doing their single job. If everyone does their, their personal job and wins their one-on-one -on -one battle, chances are you're going to do really well. Uh, so for me, not being able to and not handling my business personally affects the team and it affects me. And I know that for me, the level that I can play at, you know, the type of player that I was. So, you know, the expectation around what you, what you want to get done. Grant is a New Jersey native who eventually felt right at home in the football culture that is Green Bay, Wisconsin. I talk about it all the time. There's a, it's refreshing to come back here uh, to talk to the people. It's refreshing to just breathe the air uh, and the culture because it's very, being a public owned team and a public uh, organization, the community really does feel like it's their team. They're very active. They're super cordial. There's a, there's a lightness that comes along with this, with, with being in this space. And uh, I remember being here and really feeling like everybody that was a part of this organization was doing everything they could to help the team win. From the seamstress, to the groundskeeper, to the broadcasters, to the media, really, everybody would do whatever it was above and beyond their job description to help these guys win. And you don't see that everywhere. Uh, there's a few organizations that do it the right way, that do things that way, and uh, the fans are awesome. So I, yeah, I, just uh, across that board, you know, everything is different in Green Bay outside of the football, <laughs> you know? Like the, the way people do everything. Uh, I used to say, we have no excuse not to win here. I was like, this, this place does everything they can to put guys in a position to win. <laughs>